All right. Welcome to the Eric Andrews Lang Show, everybody. Very excited that the neighbor of mine decided to stop. Uh, I think he was weed whacking. I mean, it was so loud that I tried to record um, the podcast, and it just, it was like, it sounded like I was inside of a blender or something. Anyway, good to be back. I feel like it's been a, a handful of minutes, maybe some months since we've had a, uh, a just a genuine check-in pod. And the reason why it's happening right now, I've been, I've been meaning to get back on the pod and do, uh, you know, the, the interviews are great, but I know that it's just a different kind of um, conversation. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back here. And, uh, you know, part of it was that um, we were just in Houston and we met so many great people. We we had a uh, we had a random golf club meetup. The random golf club, if you will, um, stopped off in Houston, and we played at Gust Wortham Park Golf Course, which is I didn't know what to expect. You know, I, I, I'll get into it, but basically, the, the reason the reason why I bring it up is because um, a couple guys who were at the event had said you know, thanks for the podcast. We love it. We listen to it all the time. And I was like, that's right. Like, you know, cause, cause I think the problem for me is with the podcast, I don't have a way of, there's no, and I've said this before, but there's no dialogue really. Like with the Instagram or the YouTube, like I can see the comments. I can see the people don't think I'm going to break 90 <laughs> or that, you know, the coloration on the editing is unsatisfactory. Um, or that you think I should start dating Alexandra, or what, or whatever. But you know, with the podcast, I don't know. You know, I have no way of, of learning about about it. So maybe that'll change at some point. That would be really cool if a podcast could have comments because I would get a lot out of that. I have a couple things to get to before I start re <laughs> revamping the entire podcast platform, but. We are going to start doing live podcasts. That's that's something we're going to start offering around the majors and any other tournaments. But anyway, these these guys were there and they said, thanks for the podcast. And they actually, uh, we were joking about some of the ad reads and they were like, you know, we really love the um, the Precision Pro one where where he's like, you know, lasering the hawk. And I had I had forgotten about it because I read it once and then it kind of plays for a while. And that's uh, that's great. So anyway. Um, we, we had the random golf club down there in Houston and this has kind of been pretty exciting because in December we also had uh, the largest random golf club in Melbourne, which was 90 plus people. And, uh, we ended up playing in three groups of about 30 and I'm assuming that you know what the random golf club is, but maybe you don't. So if you don't, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of an explanation as we kind of move into 2020. This is something we want to be doing more and more. And it's interesting because the origin of it all was in Melbourne. We were there uh, two years ago. Some people said, yo, love adventures in golf. This is kind of like right after I um, made my Instagram profile public because if you, uh, you, you probably don't remember. I barely remember. How could you? How could you remember? But back then I was, you know, I had a different life, right? I wasn't a, I wasn't a golf host. I was a filmmaker and um, I had a private Instagram account and I wasn't on camera. 
and my my I had six hundred and thirty two followers over there on the social media, and I I didn't I didn't never wanted to be on camera. So if you're wondering who I am, that's a big part of me, and and you probably don't see it because whenever the camera turns on, it's like oh hi how are you, <laughs> like like as though it's so natural. But the truth is, and it still does feel very unnatural. Um, hang on, I gotta I gotta sniffle my nose i'm i'm so close to getting a cold you know what i mean so close to getting a cold but really really trying to just walk the line of i think one of the keys to not getting sick is regular uh maintenance of the shaking off of the dust so i'm not like the rock i don't i don't go to the gym two times a day i don't lift like crazy but i believe that Going to the gym is important to keep your immune system up. Haven't read it anywhere. Never, No one's told me. I just have a little thing in my head where I'm like, you go to the gym, you're healthier. <laughs> you get sick less often. Don't know if that's true. Also, I believe that taking allergy pills will keep me from getting sick and not using feather bed bedding. Now, this is something you might laugh at me about because it doesn't. it's not the most masculine conversation we've ever had, but... If you're ever at a hotel and you sense that that pillow has feathers in it, you call the front desk, tell them that you want a hypoallergenic pillow, my guy, because the feathers, no one's, it's not good for anybody, okay? It's like milk. You're not supposed to have milk. You, past, you know, the age of whatever, 12, I don't know when you stopped drinking milk, but I drink half and half in the coffee. That's about it. Gotta have it. Anyway... I'm so glad that I'm not sick, but I'm a little bit, got a little potential to be sick. So this morning I did the uh, emergency in the bottle of water and the TSA pre lady promptly stole it from me. And she said, I said, well, can I just drink it right now? And I know the answer is no. I know I can't drink it right now. I know she's going to say, I can take you outside and you can drink it. But today, today I wanted to know why. Why can't I drink the water right now? If it's an explosive, would I really drink it? What would be the benefit? Am I going to go quickly piss it out? Do I have a bag in my stomach? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I just want to drink the water. I mean, I'm TSA pre anyway. Like, I'm, and I have clear. I mean, there's so, the only thing I don't have is global entry and that's because i was arrested uh like four days after my 18th birthday which is a total sham i was smoking weed which is fuck, totally legal right now so i have a big resentment about that um but uh anyway i wanted to know why i couldn't drink the water and she said because it's our property now <laughs> and i looked at those two shitty little bottles of water and i was like it's your property they're unopened they're sealed anyway I'm not a complain. Maybe I do complain a lot, but anyway, trying to stay on the healthy side. That's a segue. Let's go back to uh, to Melbourne. So we were there, and um, we we were like two years ago. Instagram was private, barely had just made it public. wasn't verified. didn't have a didn't have a blue check mark. Didn't have fancy pants. <laughs> <laughs> wore I wore shitty shoes. They were always dirty. I had a smash bag of clubs 
that I had gotten, you know, used or maybe somebody somewhere gave me some free clubs and I was thrilled. Uh, you know, it was a different life for me. This was the this was the beginning of it all. And Adventures in Golf was beginning to get popular, but for the most part, nobody had seen it. Um, you know, whereas, you know, today I landed LAX, some guy comes up to me, he's wearing a nice Omega. He says, I'm a, I'm a fan and I'm a member of Olympic Club and I'd love to host you. <laughs> like... I, I can't explain how strange that experience is for me. And I'm like, I, I'm like a nice guy. You know what I mean? I don't really care where it is that we're going to play golf. I mean, that was the funniest thing about Houston is everyone's talking smack about Gus Wortham Park Golf Course. I can't, I, I have too many nice things to say about it. I mean, this course is amazing. If you go to Houston and you don't play Gus Wortham Park, consider unfollowing me. No, don't. Don't do that. But you know, consider consider playing it it is a tremendous uh you know uh jewel in the golf landscape of houston if not texas if not yes i'm gonna say it the united states maybe even the world it's great it's like a little lynx course it's just under seven thousand. it's not a lot of trees anyway i am very sidetracky today so i apologize it's because it's because i didn't get to drink that water at the at the pre-check line because you know ultimately it was their property she owned that. She owned that water. I was like, "Why don't you drink it? <laughs> you should drink this. If I'm somebody, should drink this water." I felt a little bad because I posted something this weekend about my cumulative travel uh, summary from last year. Google Maps, if you enable your location timeline, will tell you kind of how far you went. And apparently I traveled the circumference of the globe 5.3 times. And I thought that was an achievement, but apparently I am I am solidly contributing to global warming and people are mad at me. And I mean, I, I can identify with that. And I do get it. I do think Greta Thunberg is impressive. Um, if I was Greta Thunberg, though, I probably would just be skipping school because I didn't like school. So... I I believe everything about it all. I'm not I'm not like a naysayer or anything like that. I my only problem is that I uh don't have a job if I don't get on a plane. So that is the challenging part. Um we are going to look into a carbon offset program. So if you're one of the uh I can't remember 3 to 5 people who said something like it was something like geez and think uh well, the world is coming apart based on global warming. Consider not flying as much, question mark. And I I mean, the thing with the messages, even if you're texting your your uh, lover, your love, your love, your love, the love of your life, even if you're texting the love of your life, you, it's hard to know the tone in which it was read, right? You can't, you have no idea what they're actually saying, like, because... Yeah, I got it. It could be nice. It could be mean. Who knows? Um, and so I actually have gone to voice messaging. Now, that said, if I do open up my DMs and I see a voice message, I run away. I, <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's too personal. <laughs> uh, the Twitter DMs. If you really have something you need to tell me that you can't go through on an email or a potentially unread Instagram message because I just there I can't read them all. But the Twitter DM is kind of the secret because I kind of read those because no, I'm not on Twitter that much. So whenever I go on, 
some kid messaged uh, in Houston. He said, you know, uh, the event had just sold out. And he said, fuck, man, I, I missed it. And it would make my year. I've been a fan for two years. I'd love to come. And, of course, I'm a big old softy. So I say, come on out. Come on out. Have a good time. He had a good time. I um, feel like I'm going to get a lot of those messages going forward. Um, but that's okay. You know, I have no way of verifying who's lying or telling the truth. That's ultimately between you and your God. Um, but yeah, you know, we're going to try to make sure everybody gets a ticket if they want to go to the shows, we go to the, go to the, the random golf club. Um, where the hell were we? So we were in Melbourne two years ago. Life was different. And I was wanting to play golf with a large handful of people. We could even say two handfuls. It was about 10 or 11. Yo, you're in Melbourne. Let's play when you get some time. And I was reading all my DMs. And I was like, cool, that sounds great. Roger, let's go do it. All right, that sounds great, Matt. Let's go do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's totally go do it. And um, then I realized like, oh my God, there's too many people. We can't go play. I, can't, I don't have time to go play three different rounds. And I don't really need to play a round of golf because we've already, we played World Melbourne. We played Kingston Heath. And at this point, I just wanted to hang. I just wanted to chill. Like I didn't, I didn't want to go play. This is going to sound really douchey. I didn't want to go play another fancy golf course. You know what I mean? Like I was, is it this time? Like there was a point in my life when I got comfortable playing nice golf courses. And this was before that point, you know, playing a nice golf course is a very uncomfortable experience for someone like me, right? Someone who, uh, would really not like to dress up now. Now I'm fine with it. Now, mostly I'm wearing a collar anyway. Like I actually, I just, it's all, the closet now is all golf shirts. That's, it's all I wear. I, every pant, every bottom has a belt loop. Um, most of my shoes are relatively unoffensive. I don't even know what that means. It, it means that they're Adidas basically. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I actually got some dress shoes the other day. I got a pair of Picolinos. Anybody know about Picolinos? If you know about Picolinos, definitely message me because I feel like we could start a little club. We could start a random Picolino club because these shoes are sick. We were in Palm Springs. Alexandra had some, um, she had a foot thing and she wanted to get some new shoes that were comfortable to walk in. And it's this like street fair at night, Palm Springs, beautiful vibe, totally awesome. And we stop into this uh, Birkenstock. Birkenstock shop and they've got all of these like hippie shoes like hippie sandals hippie boots hippie walking shoes they had the caddy walking shoes that look the same going forward or backward like they just look like uh, they look little little boats <laughs> and uh Colt had a pair I remember that and they were uh they're like caddy shoes they had all of these like you know uh podiatrically pedi- podiatristically correct shoes and, um, so anyway, we get a, uh, we get a pair of, she gets her shoes and I find these Picolinos, which are like dress shoes, but they're really, really comfortable. Anyway, I really apologize about the, uh, the digression. Wow. This has been a slamming 15. So anyway, I didn't want to play a fancy course. So I just thought, let's just find a place where we can all go play. You know, let's just find a course where all 11 of us in Melbourne can just go play a little golf and have a good time. Nine holes, whatever. So Royal Park somehow comes on the radar. I don't remember how. And we 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 landed there and we all met 10 of us and, and we all played as one group and we played nine holes in like an uh, two hours and 20 minutes or something, two hours and 15 minutes. We've actually got a video 
of that uh, night. We, we filmed it. I remember it was with Stuart and David was there because we were shooting Adventures in Golf. We did the Null Arbor episode. We did the um, Cooper PD episode. Then we went from Hawaii, I'm sorry, from Australia, we went to Hawaii and did the two Hawaii episodes, Kahuku and um, the uh, VGA, the Veteran Golfers Association. So we're in uh, Melbourne with Stuart and David. We, we, play this, we play this little thing, and this was even before Ace Cam existed. There's like a scene in the video where it's not Ace Cam, but we're trying to get a hole-in-one. <laughs> it's so, it's like kind of gave me chills, you know? Um, so we, uh, we all just played as one group and it was great. And it was like, it was actually, honestly, 10 is like a perfect number, but nowadays it's like to go to a city and do 10, it's like, well, that's not really super fair because there's clearly two years later, there was 90 people that wanted to roll. So then when we, we went back in December for president's cup, we had 90 people come out. We didn't put a cap on the tickets. Um, you know, the Australian dollar is a little different than the American dollar. So we got the price down as low as we could basically, uh, brought some merch because, you know, the shipping to Australia is extortionate. So we, I brought a massive duffel bag of merch. If anyone is listening to this and they work for the uh, customs, man, you could have, you could have gotten me solid. I mean, I had a duffel bag filled with prepackaged goods that I was about to sell to Australian citizens. I mean, Look, let's not get overhead here. You know, if somebody really hates me, they could definitely use that as like a sick prank. Uh, but anyway, I brought a lot of merch into the country and I sold it at a heavy discount with no uh, shipping. So it was really fun because you could feel that it was like awesome. You know, what I mean, this was really cool. And so we had. Three groups of 30-ish playing. Uh, one played with Stuart, one played with Alexandra, and one played with me. And then after three holes, we switched. So we played, um, so I went with it, you know, we 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 do si if you will. We tag-teamed. And it was just a lot of fun. Like, and, and ultimately, you know, I don't, I don't know, like I enjoy talking to everybody that comes out for these events because there's obviously a reason why you would listen to more than one of these shitty podcasts or there's a reason why you'd watch more than one video and I would hope that it would be because on some level something happened when you started uh you know um listening to this uh that provided you with some benefit that's that's the goal whether it's just entertainment value or whether it came in and helped you um play better you know coming down the stretch or helped you have more fun when you play with people that really annoy you <laughs> or yourself that is um i don't know but you know so that's really great for me is to get that kind of feedback that like i said and that's ultimately this is a long way of saying that's kind of why i'm back on the check-in pod is because i kind of put it down for a minute things got pretty busy in the fall and i was kind of like okay you know we're pushing the youtube we're doing a lot of work on that we're doing a lot of work on the instagram and you know let's just to put the podcast in the back seat and on some level i've missed it maybe you have i don't know um maybe you've maybe it's been a nice break maybe we're going to come back stronger than we ever were <laughs> mate maybe we needed some time apart <laughs> i don't know but you know that is um that's kind of where all that is at so i'm going to get a uh, a bottle of water because i haven't i didn't get my water this morning because apparently it became someone else's property and I haven't talked this uh, much in a row in a while. So I get to listen to some ads. Hopefully they're entertaining. 
and uh, and I'll be right back. All right, guys, got a read for you from Devereaux. As you know, I travel quite a lot, and I mean a lot. That's italicized, so I really am supposed to emphasize that second one. A lot. I need easy care and comfortable apparel to get me through my long trips. I just started wearing this brand that started in Arizona by two brothers called Devereaux, D-E-V-E-R-E-U-X. I actually didn't know it started in Arizona, which is pretty cool. I'm excited to meet these guys because I do really dig their clothes. I like wearing them. The fabric, the design, the fit, it's all there. Anyway, these dudes are making apparel for a lifestyle exactly like mine, like yours truly, like your guy Eric. Golf, travel, and kicking back. They design all their products with some type of performance feature. I don't know what it is. I'm going to dig into it at some point. But it adds stretch to each piece, and it keeps me comfortable whether it's on the flight or on the course, or at dinner afterwards. I feel kind of like a G rolling in with this Devereaux gear. Anyway, check them out, the Devereaux brothers and their apparel at dvrxthreads.com, and use my name, Eric, E-R-I-K, at checkout to receive 20% off your first order. Again, it's dvrxthreads.com. You can also find them on Insta. Use my name, Eric, E-R-I-K, at checkout to get 20% off your first order. Support the brands that support what we do. I think they're cool. You probably would, too. The pants are also rad. Quarter zips, you know, whatever. Just just have a nuts at it. 20% off your first order, that's a pretty good deal. I mean, you could save some cash if you spent some. All right, later. Folks, you've heard me talk about it, and I'm not talking about, never mind. I'm talking about Precision Pro. You've heard me talk about them. I got a chance to meet these guys. I went out to Cincinnati. Spent the, I spent four years with them in one week. It was incredible. Anyway, uh, what's the main thing that golfers have in their bag that they're going to use most during a round. I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a putter. I'm not talking about your favorite iron. I'm not talking about your right arm to flag the beverage cart. I'm talking about your rangefinder. All golfers need a rangefinder that they can trust to know the precise distance in their target for nearly every shot, whether you're on the tee box or in the fairway. That's true. I've Honestly, I've thought about using it for putting just so I can be super accurate because putting is obviously lagging a little bit. Getting a phone call, folks. Um, anyway, I carry the NX9 HD Rangefinder by Precision Pro Golf. It's easy to use, incredibly fast, and most importantly, it gives me the exact yardage to my target so I can choose the right club and swing with confidence. I actually love pulling it out. People are like, what is that? I'm like, it's Precision Pro. Get down with the green and blue, my guy. Green and gray, I mean. Um, not to mention, Precision Pro offers free battery replacement services for the life of your rangefinder. We all know how annoying it is to run out of batteries, but you get an extra one when you get it, and then you get rangefinder batteries throughout the, like I said, life of your rangefinder. So you're not only getting a rangefinder, you're signing up for a lifetime service. So really, it just depends on how long you live. And at that point, that's where the podcast sort of, that's where it just drops off, and it's up to you at that point. Live healthy, obviously. Play, don't play golf in lightning. Uh, don't don't shoot adventures in golf, because that that we've talked about that with my insurance company, and it does decrease my lifespan. But, you know, it increases the benefits, and we all have fun. We've all signed up. Me and the crew have all signed. Uh, it's like an NDA for your life. Good news. The NX9 HD Rangefinder is on sale for $40 off. Even better, listeners of the podcast can receive an extra $10 off by using the coupon code ERIC, E-R-I-K, at checkout. Go to precisionprogolf.com and use the coupon code ERIC at checkout for $50 off the NX9 HD Rangefinder today. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. All right. Got a very, very special read from you. One read that fits into three stripes because you know how much I love the three stripes and I'm very excited to share something with you. Who knows what that'll be? Some secrets, maybe? 
some secrets in the dirt? No. Adidas took their knit game to a whole new level. And honestly, I've actually, I wore these just the other day and I was pretty comfortable and pretty tethered to the ground. Anyway, um, have you seen the new Tor 360 XT Prime Knit that was just released? Um, it's the first waterproof knit that they've ever had. So what you get there is a lot of flexibility around your little old feet or big old feet, depending on what size your foot is, obviously. Although your foot may be big in stature, but not so much in, you know, you can have a big foot, but still have a small size. You know what I mean? Anyway, they come with a one year waterproof warranty and three fresh new colorways. So you can stand out on the course. It's important to stand up. Sometimes if your golf game... No, anyway. Uh, it's built on the XT Traction Sole, so you get amazing grip, but it's still lightweight and comfortable. That is true. Anyway, head over to adidas.com slash US slash golf to snag a pair. And follow Adidas Golf on Instagram and Twitter to stay updated on all of their newest releases. Until then, see you out there looking fresh. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out, and now check out this podcast. All right, my fridge just turned on. You hear it? What's the joke? Is your refrigerator on? You call someone and say, is your refrigerator on? Um, let's see. What else? What else can we, what else can we chit chat about? Um, yeah, I mean, we're just really excited for 2020, you know, like I, 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 uh, I just really, you know, 2019 was a crazy year. You know, so many things happened. It was like we we worked for the RNA. All of a sudden, we went out and did a video that's going to be coming out pretty soon. It's a really wonderful, uh, like sweeping kind of historic look at you know the uh, the oldest uh, championship out there. And we worked for the PGA. We went to the uh, the PGA Championship there at Beth Page. We worked with them. We we. We, we sort of found a new level of work in in golf that I didn't ever see possible. And that was kind of, it was really exhilarating. And in addition to doing adventures in golf, in Africa was a journey. It, it was a, it was wonderful and difficult. And, and it was one of those things that I look at that's defined as type two fun which is like the fun that isn't that fun, but you kind of had fun. You know, like it would be, <laughs> it's like when your car breaks down and then you like uh, start walking in the middle of nowhere to find someone's house and then it starts hailing and then, you know, your phone falls out of your pocket and cracks. It's, it's like curb your enthusiasm. You know, it's like funny and fun, but while it's happening, you're kind of like, this actually sucks. And I would prefer to be so anywhere, actually, but here. Um, difficulty, you know, there was the car got broken into. Um, our drone got confiscated. We were um, accosted at the pyramids. We lost all of our luggage on the last leg coming into Morocco. Still missing 30% of the luggage. No indication of when it will return. Um, so many great pairs of pants in that in that suitcase that I lost. But um, you know, and it was it was really it was it was it was 
really fun. But at the same time, I was finding myself exhausted, obviously, as you might with that much kind of running around and shooting and travel. And it's it always is fun and inspiring. But on some level, you know, you do the same thing and you want a little change. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm different. You know, I don't I don't function too well with routine. As I sit here in my living room, I've got a pile of clothes from one suitcase to my left. Then I've got a pile of clothes from another suitcase to my right. And then I've got... uh an unpacked suitcase completely golf bag to my back left. And then I've got uh, five kind of cubes of folded laundry from the laundromat that I just picked up after getting off the plane. So the place is in a bit of a mess. It's a bit, we're in a disarray here. I, am uh, not the, I, I, when I get to a hotel, I basically open up the suitcase and everything flies out of it. I don't, it just jumps out, lands all over the room, I do believe, though, that there is some something to that because then I know where everything is. It's laying all out. I can see everything. It's kind of like, um, you know, in Scrabble, it's your little tray where your seven letters go. But in my hotel room, it's more like instead of a tr- it's more like bananagrams. It's like they're lying all over the place, you know. Um, so anyway, 2020 uh, really is going to be about RGC. We did our our we we the we had an RGC at the at the the Pacific Grove over there in Pebble Beach. Fifty people came out during the the U.S. Open, and that was great. And then we didn't really have another event until December, and you know that was a factor of busyness of X, Y, and Z, and really, um, you know. I get super like just just you know discretionary here, which is like. Part of the problem is that it's hard to devote time to an event when you basically lose a lot of money on it. And that was, oh, I got an email and a text. Look at that. All right, I'm going to just put my phone on silent here. Good old Craig. Thanks, thanks for writing back, Craig. Um, you know, and it, and that was like a thing for me. And like, and it, but at the same time, it's like, well, I want the experience to be free. I mean, because at Pacific Grove, the course agreed to let everyone come out and play for free. We got on the back nine, which is hard to do logistically. Everybody played for free. We had a great time. Um, you know, and then in Melbourne, it was like I was there working for the tourism board, so they, you know, covered all of the um, the expenses. And I came down there and played all these courses. And the 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 exchange is that I got to make photos and videos and whatever and um you know of course me i'm like well instead of playing one course a day i could play two and that's how you get tired folks that's and that's me like you know you know that's just me being like i want to see more i'm excited and one of the things we did to offset that this time is you know some courses we just visited and looked at because i really wanted to see what um you know the dunes was like i wanted to see what st andrew's beach was like i wanted to go all down to mornington i didn't just want to see um you know the sand belt i wanted to go further and you know we went down to um uh you know we went down to uh just so many great spots i really wanted to see barwin heads didn't get to see that but you know there's always a next time so we wanted to carve out time to do another RGC, and we did it at Royal Park. I've already told you the story in the first half of this podcast, the first podcast of 2020, the first check-in in a minute. And, you know, we basically were like, all right, well, you know what we're going to do is we're going to sell tickets. 
And the reasoning behind that was to make people serious about it, make people, you know, sort of definitely come. And it was to pay the golf course. Like I was like, we should be paying the golf course. Like I don't, there's a lot of different charities that we could work with, but it feels like in a lot of ways, the charity is like these like struggling local muni courses, nine holes, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I mean, I was in the pro shop there. Like they're not selling tailor-made clubs. They're selling these weird clubs from, I don't even know where, you know what I mean? It's not like we're not doing these RGCs at like, you know, fancy, fancy courses. And in some ways I think that supports the idea. So when people were kind of chirping about doing it at Gus Wortham and that it wasn't a good course, well, at first I was like, oh man, are they right? And then I was like, no, they're not right. There's, there's no wrong course to hold a random golf club because it's not about that. It's sort of this other experience that ultimately, you know, you want to exhibit a spirit of togetherness. And so really wanted to build that in, in a way where people can come out and basically support the golf course. And then also wanted to provide some food because I know the last couple of times we've done it. And then when the, when the golf is over, it's like everyone bails, but the best time of these events is kind of towards the end when everyone has already worked through the kinks of like, Whoa, it's nerve wracking to hit a shot in front of 50 people or like, Whoa, like I really want to like, say hi and tell the story and talk to this person about that or grab some photos or whatever. So it was like, okay, how can we extend it? So we, we got a food truck to come in and they brought like, uh, you know, it was a great little fried chicken food truck. And in Houston we had barbecue. And so the big message behind all of this is moving into 2020 is creating sustainable and frequent random golf club events wherever we already are. And so then we can offer the course, you know, uh, you know, to pay for the tea times we can bring out some food and we can hang longer. And and I'm even thinking of a way where we can do like a live podcast, you know, because there was this um, wonderful gentleman at the Houston event named Steve, who was uh, the president of the HGA, the Houston Golf Association, who prior to that was the uh, director of the Shell Houston Open for 18 years. So the guy knows his golf. He hit the ceremonial first tee shot. You'll see in the video. It's great. But, you know, it's kind of like, how can we increase the level of programming to make these events last longer and be more meaningful and yada, yada, yada. And um, so anyway, that really is where I'm looking for 2020. It's like the jobs and the work and, you know, the playing golf on camera and, you know, all that stuff is, is really great. But, but nothing, absolutely nothing, not even a close second inspires me to the level that doing an event like that does. So really we're going to be, you know, focusing on trying to get 20 done next year or this year, rather, you know, we're going to do them in all the majors. Um, and then really anytime that we spread our wings and we go out, we'll be doing more. So a lot within the U S easily a lot in the UK, Scotland and England, definitely not sure if we're going to get to Ireland this year, but, uh, you know, and then Adventures in Golf is going to take us this year to South America and Vietnam, and then probably going to go to Thailand and do a little series of vlogs. So we'll probably do some RGCs out there. I'll I imagine there'll be a slightly uh, lower, um, you know, participation level. I don't know, but that's not really what it's about. It's just about like creating a space where people can show up and join. We might even do little meetups like at the majors and maybe do a live podcast, you know, in and around there. So anyway. That is kind of what I'm most excited about and to give you a background look into kind of the genesis of it all and where we're going with it. And as well, you know, we've got 
Um, you know, I, I don't know the details of them all yet, but there's a lot of other really cool things planned with RGC and, and getting people further involved and creating more benefit, right? Because anyone uh, who knows their shit is going to say, look, the more people you can help, the better, right? The more that you can offer, the better. So it's really just a matter of figuring out what we what it is we offer. The interesting part is that for me, as a documentary filmmaker, when we started all this, it was like, my boss was the company that was hiring me to make the video. And now it's more and more like my boss is you, which is really refreshing, right? Because it's like, I know that all you want is for me to be as honest as possible. I know that all you want is like, you know, just the real take. And that's like super exciting. I mean, because there's not that much media out there where you really get that because most people are hired by a magazine that's funded by advertisers. And so if you go in there and talk smack about these people, you're ultimately going to not have a job anymore. We have a similar kind of situation in the sense that we have partners that pay for the content that you get to watch or listen to or see, right? I mean, you know them all, you've heard the ads. And the good news is that we have done a really good job, I feel like, of picking relationships that were already natural and that already fit into what we do. And ultimately trying to explain, hey, that's not really what we do. That's not that doesn't make sense. Like why would we do that? You know? And we really try to keep it in a way where it's just totally makes a lot of sense. Maybe this is a little too inside baseball. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe you stop listening. I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, the idea there is just moving into more of these events. They're so fulfilling. I know that everyone leaves feeling super excited and as a, do I, and we've got these great posters that we make for each event. And, you know, the experience of playing with, well, Houston was 65 and then the boys in the pro shop came out. So it was like 70 plus. Um, and you know, we all played in one group. And we have we play alternate shot on par fours and fives, and then everybody hits on par threes, where Ace Cam is indeed very the livest it's ever been. So um, you know we seem to be getting a little bit of a formula going, which is a good thing. We can streamline it and make it a little bit more efficient, and create more opportunities for you know what we what we ultimately want, which is that like you know that that kind of it seems to be that's the one thing that is like just revolutionary. I'm I now we've done it 12 times, played golf in these large groups. Um, you know, but there's a lot of times where no, I'm totally wrong. We did an RGC in Cincinnati in September. I forgot about that with Precision Pro. That was a great one. Um, it was about 25 people. And uh but anyway, so the the most recent one was not Pacific Grove. Um so but anyway, if you're if you're nearby, please make a chance to get out to it. I don't think that you will be disappointed. I could probably offer a money back guarantee. I feel like it is just an experience unlike any other. And you leave with definitely more than just a couple memories. I feel like you leave with a, a changed perspective maybe. And as well, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of great friends that feel the same way about golf that you do. And that is kind of one of the coolest parts about it is that you know, this idea of like people making a Tinder for golf, it's like, whoa, 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 I'm not going to do that. But if you go to a big event, it's like, oh yeah, like there's no pressure to talk to anybody, but ultimately the, you know, you're going to end up, you know, chatting with a few people and, 
you can stay in touch. So that's that's kind of one of my favorite parts of it because I know, you know, when I started playing golf, it was kind of hard to find golf buddies because I came into it solo. I didn't have like a family that got me into golf really. My brother did get me into it, but it was like, you know, he lived in a different city and he has kids and, you know, but but finding the tribe within a tribe, it, it took some time. And, um, you know, so that's kind of one of the things that we look at our random golf club is trying to solve. So uh, no one asked, but I hope I saw answered all your questions about random golf club. And um, there's a dog barking. I'm going to pretty much just, um, I think I'm going to um, basically stop the pod because I feel like I'm running out of things to say. I know it was on the short side. I know. But, um, you know, if something comes to me in the next 60 seconds, maybe I'll keep it going. Um, I wish I had some ad reads because I did like doing those, but I don't know where they are. Um, PGA shows coming up, getting pretty excited for that. Oh, you know what's really fun is we're going to do is uh, we're going to go, um, what is it, a Wednesday this week, we're going to go, I'm going to go down to Cabo to hang out with Christian Hafer. Ashley Mayo and Jeff Blind, and we're going to go to my friend Corey Heenan is working at this golf course down there, and it's a it's a it's a Jones course, and um, you know it's at this beautiful resort, and they were like, "Yo, why don't you guys all come down?" And it's like a media event, you know, and it's sort of like it's but it's cool. It's just like go play golf, and you know they obviously want to get people to know about the golf course. It's called Costa Palmas. I've never been. I've never seen it. Um, but Corey's a really good guy. He messaged me on Instagram years ago, and we had a friend in common from a former life. And, uh, you know, we've stayed in touch. We played a bunch of golf. Really good guy. And, um, you know, he made this pro shop down there at this uh, the golf course, and it's like a really vibey pro shop. It's not like your normal, like, you know, stock and whatever. Like, it's, it's totally different with with cool items from like, they've got some Jones stuff. They've got like all these other cool handmade items, you know, so it's pretty cool. So I'm excited to really check out what that's all about. And then I leave straight from Cabo and I go to Florida for the PGA show. We'll be doing some podcasts and hanging out. And then we're going to have a RGC over at winter park on Saturday, the 25th. And then waste management. We're going to do an RGC. We don't have that planned yet. Um, and then we're going to go back to LA for the Genesis and we're going to have an RGC. And, and in hindsight, you know, one of the cool things I just want to make sure that, that I tell you about the RGC in Houston is I put up an ad, uh, I I didn't put up an ad. I I put up an Instagram story on Monday and I said, yo, we want to do an RGC in Houston. Who, who works at a golf course that can help out, you know? And within like an hour, I had one kid that said, yo, my name's Jared, Jared, you're a legend. If you're listening to this. Uh, I work at Gus Wortham. I feel like we'd be a good fit. I'll go talk to my boss. I responded and said, great, man. Look forward to it. And then someone else, Tito, messaged me. And Tito said, yo, I work at Gus Wortham. Um, we'd like to make it happen. I'm like, great. Go talk to Jared and then go talk to your boss. And then Fabian, also from Gus Wortham, said, hey, man, like I'm a big fan. Like look, We should do this at Gus Wortham. I'm like, go talk to Tito and Jared and talk to your boss. And then I get a photo from one of them of all three of them talking to their boss, Chad, whom I would get connected with. I called Chad. I said, here's what Random Golf Club is. And he was like, well, okay, let's try it. And Chad really was so instrumental in, you know, taking it, take a chance on me. All right. He was instrumental in like taking a chance on us and letting us try it out. And as, as with every other time, it's a success. It's a, it's a definitely outside the comfort zone of golf. And that's, that's a good thing though. 
So, um, you know, golf apparently has the, um, uh, the satisfaction ratings similar to, uh, the airlines. So that's not good. So we're trying to, we got to figure that out. I, I can't figure it out on my own. And that's why these events take place is probably for us to all just kind of think about it collectively. So anyway, um, we'll probably be doing that when we get over to Phoenix um, to do the RGC there because I don't know where to go. But, uh, you know, so if you have one, just hit us up. There's an email address somewhere in this thread of the podcast. Um, but anyway, I'll see you all in the showers. Whoa, old school. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part. If you come out to a random golf club, thank you. If you're interested in coming out. I hope I answered all your questions. We're going to be releasing some videos soon from all of the events that we've had throughout the years. And um, moving forward, we're going to have a way to get involved more formally and, um, you know, take care of the people that uh, take care of us. So really, again, thank you for listening to the Eric Anders Lang Show. This is your host. And again, I will see you in the showers. (laughs) Oh, goodness.